Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. Beware the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm The floor is quicker than the sand. You still don't understand what you're doing, Mr. I'm learning. Perfect. All goes. Bert! They're under the ground! They're under! The species were fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? One, two of us in a room would pick sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? Rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Somewhere deep down in our brains, we crave the balance of need. Not the mind's construct of want, but need. We need food, water, shelter, relationships. We need to survive. We need family just as much as we want it. But we are not so dense as to pit our need against our survival. Family is one thing, but when the family is infiltrated, that's when the need to live outweighs the want for the family that isn't real. Hello, Laura, and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror. If you were going to paint your dream home, what colour would you paint it? I've been thinking about this, and I think like a pale yellow, like a warm colour. Like sunshine. Like sunshine, <laughs> because at least then you can look at it and feel like there's something good. Like a nice bright day, rather than like, I don't know, a blue house I think would be sad, a red house would be like... So you like, um, you want to come home to like sunshine and like, yeah. there's, there's happiness in this little building? <laughs> yes, in my own little space. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, I like that answer. I want to go something outrageous, I want to have like a purple house or something like that. I think that. purple would be good. Yeah. I don't know what mood purple would like... Like create. Yeah, but, I don't know. Mm. It's just my personal taste. And I want something that like, you know, everyone talks about it and they drive past the house and they're like, That's that weird house. Maybe. The yes. Bring in all the colours. Yeah, let's make a rainbow house. <laughs> yes. Let's make the gayest house we can. <laughs> all right, talking about uh, strange neighbourhood oddities. This week it was Laura's first time watching 2019's Vivarium. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Yonder, a wonderful development. It has all you'd need and all you'd want. Number nine. Number nine is not a starter home. This house is forever. Leave for a boy. Do you have children? No. It's not exactly what we're looking for. That guy was so strange. Yeah. Wait. No, no, I don't think this is the right way. Yeah, this is the way we came in. Number nine again. Did we just do some kind of loop? How if we just... Want me to drive? Such a Because I think this is not possible. We can't make turns like this over and over. We have gone this way, Tom. Oh my god. Hello? Hello? 
Okay, so we open on a baby bird in a nest, uh, sort of just like a speed-up montage kind of deal to it. Uh, as the baby bird, um, there's other eggs around it, they're all born, and then one of the baby birds pushes out the other. We just spend a slow montage watching it grow, and it kind of gives you a... Once you've watched the movie, it gives you a very clear indication of where we're heading. It really does, <laughs> yes. Shows the dark side of nature pretty early on. Yeah, exactly. And the entire theme of, like, um, um, cuckoo birds and stuff like that. Uh, we cut to a classroom. Uh, we we meet our main character. We don't know her name yet. But she's been a very good kindergarten teacher. <laughs> because I would feel like a right idiot pretending to be a tree. And she did it so convincingly. It's so convincingly. <laughs> Every, come on, kids, let's all be trees. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> And, and I was just storm. like, oh my, yeah. And then there's a storm and all the kids go, Whoosh. and I'm like, this is the best teacher ever. And also I could not do this. Yes. Um, yeah. Definitely not made for teaching. No, no, definitely not. We have some friends who are though. Like I can see some of our friends doing this. Oh, definitely. Um, school cuts out. Um, the blonde lady um, is looking for a house, but says the market is a bit crazy at the moment. Yep, we're three years in the future from when this was made, and yes, it's still crazy. It's just worse. <laughs> yeah. A house in this economy? Um, yeah, so this already feels very relatable, I would say. Uh, she comes ac across a little girl who stood by the tree, um, and she's looking at some dead birds on the ground, and we learn about cuckoo birds. Did you know about cuckoo birds prior to this film? I did not. Yeah, I was not familiar with what they do. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're evil little fuckers. <laughs> yeah. They just lay their eggs in other people's nests, and then their babies murder the other, the other chicks. Dark. Really yeah, dark. it's really, it's like nature just going fuck you. Yeah, I think a lot of birds probably have a similar thing, and it's you just kind of look like, oh, they so they sound so nice, and I know. oh, they're so cute, and then you're like, whoa. When you go outside, you're like, oh, <laughs> the birds are singging, and then you, you, miss, you, you watch a documentary on what they're actually saying, and it's like, yeah. fuck off and die. It's <laughs> like, push your eggs out of this. Place. Yeah, as they like swoop at each other, murdering each other in the sky, and you're just like, oh, look at the birds playing. <laughs> uh, we meet Tom who has some sort of relationship with our teacher lady. He's hanging out in the tree. Uh, he takes a second to bury the birds. So it kind of shows that he's uh, a compassionate person, I would think. Good sense of humour as well, right at the beginning, like doing that 
the, the tree, and he was imitating the tree at the same time. Which yes. I thought was quite quite a nice little parallel with the teacher. Absolutely, yeah. They fit together. They're such a cute couple. <laughs> they, they really are. are. And then, yeah. like, yeah, he 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 buries the dead birds that were pushed out of the nest, and like doesn't mock it, but he does like a pretend hymn and stuff like that, which is very cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, like bride out of a dark situation. <laughs> yeah, basically, and. The, the the lady asks if he knocked the birds out of the tree, which, no, no, no. <laughs> if you think that's what your partner's doing, then <laughs> your partner might be a little bit psychotic. Um, Especially then plan a funeral for it. <laughs> yeah, to then, to then plan a mock funeral for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they get in the van. Uh, we see it's sort of, it must be um, his work van, Tom's work van. Or something like that, because it's got like it's got tools in it. It's got the ladder strapped on the top and everything like that. All of this comes in handy later. They would have been really, really well. To be <laughs> honest, they're fucked either way, really. But at least they feel like they're making progress with these tools later. Yes, I think they do help. So it's kind of nice, nice foreshadowing as well, because he before he gets in the car, he has to like tighten the straps on the ladder, and it doesn't look like anything. But then it comes into play later, which is very nice. I like yes, that. I like that too. Yeah, prepared. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they get in the van and they arrive at an estate agent's, the creepiest looking office. It's just the way it's like filmed, I think. It is filmed really well. It's from behind the guy sat at the desk, the real estate agent, just yeah. looking forward at the front door, which is all glass. The front window is all glass. Mm. And you just see six podiums down the sides, three on each side, three on the left, three on the right. And they all have these identical little models on them of the same house. I don't know about you, but I've noticed this, like, driving around my local area and stuff like that. There's a lot of these identical houses being built. Like, they'll, they'll, someone will buy land, strip down the house, and then build, like, three identical, slightly smaller houses mm. on that land. And I hate it. I really hate these identical houses. And they're all, like, terraced together and they're joined together and look exactly the same. Like a slight patch for a garden. Yeah. And they're everywhere now. Yeah. They all have exactly the same structure, exactly the same design, exactly the yeah. same architecture. And it's it's creepy. It really is. It's really creepy. Especially because some areas where it's like street after street where it's just the same thing. And you do kind of like get that image that we get yeah. later on in the film. Yeah, absolutely. Just slightly grayer. <laughs> slightly grayer. But yes, yeah, so all these houses, are, all these models are painted in this really awful green how would you describe this green? it's not like neon green it's not like it's it's synthetic green i think yeah. is how i describe it it doesn't look natural at all it's the wrong green for anything that should exist i can't think of yeah i can't think of anything green that that green in real life i you think know that's naturally occurs i think one christmas or something like that i had like a stocking stuffer that was like you know toxic waste putty you know you, <laughs> you push your thumb into it and it makes like farting noises yeah. it was the greatest toy when i was a kid <laughs> but i think it was that sort of color you know to simulate toxic waste i think that could yeah. be the best way to describe the color maybe i think you'd be right it's this just really off-putting green it's not like grass green and it's not natural it's just a dull dull green really dull yeah and we we get a quick view of the worker who sat in this real estate agent who looks really uncomfortable in his own skin do you notice this as well he just it's very rigid it's, and it's like he doesn't really know how to walk or talk and stuff like that it's so creepy 
He's really gross. He's really creepy. <laughs> and he just, like, spoke in cliches. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like he'd learned everything. He'd learned how to talk by watching infomercials. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, the, the worker comes over. Um, he has a little name badge. This is Martin. Um, he talks... I put a note here that says, he talks like a robot Stepford wife. Everything he says is frighteningly rehearsed. Yes. <laughs> Um, something different, a diverse community, a nice blend. His uh, yeah, his timing is just so incredibly creepy with how he says everything. It's got like, yeah, it's like a really bad car salesman or something mm. like that. It's, uh, and how he holds himself while he's doing it as well. Like he's just really rigid when he's saying it. And he's, yeah. There's no... He's so rigid, it looks like, like his arm's going to snap or exactly. something like that. Whenever he gestures, it's like... If you put a block <laughs> under his arm, he'd smash it. Like, <laughs> it's so, yeah. This guy is one of the creepiest things in this movie, and it's right at the beginning. It's just this real estate agent, and I hate him. Um, he says the housing houses are selling quickly. Um, might be worth a look. And then he gives this. Uh, he repeats because um, she says it might be worth a look, and then sort of giggles about it. You know, you know, it might be worth a look. <laughs> and then he repeats the giggle back to her. Very creepily. Yes. Like, huh? and it's just like, oh, 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 no, don't do that. Stop that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a very off laugh. It's very breathy as well. Like, he's not putting the emphasis in the laugh in the right places. Anyway, I, I was fascinated by the, like, um, the mechanics of how they do these people that aren't people. Yeah. How they're, they're saying the right things, but not quite. And they're yeah. saying them in the right tone, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder where that where that comes from, mm. and where they learn that from, and what they are. Yes, because that was my big question throughout this movie. Maybe we'll talk about it at the end yeah, yeah, to try yeah. and get final thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to jump too far ahead. <laughs> but they, they agree to they agree to go take a look at the house, um, one of these awful looking greenhouses. We assume because that is all that's shown in this little real estate agent's office so they follow martin they have a quick little sing in the car which is really cute um and they arrive at yonder um which is the new real estate um space i guess uh on, on the sign it says your home right now quality family homes forever Pro and the, i noticed the company name was prospect properties mm. as in you know digging for gold you know it's <laughs> like taking advantage of what's already here yeah as opposed to making something prospecting yes yeah so i thought that was an interesting i read too much into these movies i really do <laughs> I, apologize. No, I think that's i think that's a good reading for it <laughs> and i think if you look at um like limited resources and like the whole housing market at the mm. time and you know he's like they're selling up quick they won't be, last for long and I, that's you, true you know what if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a serial killer or whatever like that and you've got a spare house Now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> Set that up as a murder house, put it up cheap, and voila, like infinite victims. You're done. Nailed it. There's lots of opportunities for those yeah. restricted resources. Like, what? A house for less than a million dollars? Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> murder. Um, yes, we get sort of an infinite stream as they're driving along of these identical houses, just roads after roads of these, and they turn corners, but then you're not really sure if they've turned a corner because it looks exactly the same. Um, it's so unsettling, yeah. Uh, Martin takes him inside to number nine, which is gonna be their house. 
Um, and he says, this house is ideal. Martin's pitch becomes so sinister under the context of horror as well. Like, you, you know there's something wrong. You just don't know what yes. it is yet. Yeah. Just how, yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> it's, it's the walking around the house. I mean, you know, it should seem so nice, but the way he does it seems so wrong. Like, he gives them champagne and strawberries in the center, thinking, you know, I'm driving. And strawberries he... I'm driving <laughs> yeah, I like that as well <laughs> yeah yeah Jesse Eisenberg so Tom saying no, no strawberries for me I'm driving because <laughs> he doesn't even want to he didn't even want to take a look at the house really yeah. um yeah the, the house is everything you need it's got the you know kitchen living room it's got laundry washing machine garden it's got a bedroom upstairs and a baby room blue for a boy uh, yonder isn't a starting house, it's a forever home, is what he says. <laughs> Which is a pretty big red flag. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But at this point, to be honest, if they turned around now, do you think they would have been able to get out? Or are they fucked for the second, from the second they get into that neighbourhood? I think they probably, if they'd like left with him, or like followed him out when he left. I don't know, because she tries that later with the boy. She tries yeah, to follow true. him and can't. That is true. So, so do you maybe reckon, they're just stuck. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you pass that yonder sign, yeah, that's you're it. in. You're in. You can't get out. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. That's really awful. That's kind this of... place is horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> I hate it. Forever. And I mean, it says that on the sign, doesn't it? It's like you're home forever. forever. Yeah, you're forever home. And not like your home, like the home that belongs to you, but you are home forever. <laughs> yes. As in, not going anywhere else. No <laughs> work for you. Forever. <laughs> Um, he asks, do you have, ch Martin asks, do you have children? They say, not, no, not yet. Then Martin mimics perfectly gestures and all what she says. Because she says, like, no, not yet. And then he goes, oh, no, not yet. Yeah. And it's... It was so creepy because it was, like, her voice pretty much. It was her voice and yeah. the exactly the same gestures. Yeah. Like she was watching a playback. Yes. Oh, I hate it. I noticed um, <laughs> as well when they were walking around, the pictures in the rooms are so royalty free is how i described it there's like a picture of the house they're in in the living room yeah. and like everything's just devoid of like artistic integrity or emotion it's yeah. just like it's, it's the imitation of a style yes that's like the picture in the bedroom is a picture of the bedroom yes yes i remember that you're just like wow amazing it's a picture of the room i'm in <laughs> Um, Tom um, and Gemma go out and check the garden while Martin wanders off. He sort of opens the door for them and they step outside and then he wanders off. Um, the grass here as well looks really off as well. It's too perfect. It looks like that sort of... I know it's a big thing in America. You can get, like, if your lawn's dying or whatever like that, mm. you can get rolls of, like, plastic lawn. Yeah. It looks like that. It doesn't look like grass. Yeah. And that's everything in this fake. place. There's nothing natural in the entire place. No. And it's so off-putting. We get to a bit with the sky later as well, which... Mm. I don't know, something like that would just make you feel so claustrophobic, no matter how much, like, open space there is. Yeah. Um, Tom and Gemma come back inside, and Martin is gone. He's nowhere. Uh, so they get in their car, and they say, okay, that was a bit weird. Then they close the door, and they decide to leave, as you would, because that guy was fucking creepy, the house yeah. is very ugly, and the neighborhood's disturbing. I'm to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, exactly. We leave. Why are we staying here? Um, we get a beautiful bird's eye shot of the neighborhood as they're driving, and it looks maze-like. 
or like an ant colony or something like that. Like you're watching a tiny, tiny little car driving along these streets and it just keeps going up and you see more and more of the neighborhood and it just looks like a maze. Mm. A maze of all these identical houses. Yeah, because even from there you can't see any direction that the roads go. You no. just see them twist. You don't even see anything like a shop or no. a park or a, car. a pond <laughs> or another car. <laughs> you know, like, not even Martin's car is there. Um, they immediately get lost. They keep driving, but nothing seems to change. And they drive past number nine again, conveniently. Um, and the door is open. Yes. That was creepy because you hear it slam when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Tom specifically kind of slams it because he's, he's not mad, but he's just like, you know, <laughs> he's not feeling it. It's bad, bad vibes. Bad vibes. Understand, very understandably. But um, yeah, no, I was trying to figure out by the end of the movie what this was. Why was the door open? Do you, something went in there, but what did they do in there, do you think? I think part of me thinks it's just a sign to be like, this is where you have to go. Oh, you know, the door's like, open, come it's on It's open, in. you're home, because that's kind of what they keep oh. saying is, you're home. Oh, that um, could be the same, because later on the lights are on as well. Yeah. And I don't think they left them on. It's like a signal for them to get back to the house. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I think. That's very that sinister. That was kind of my interpretation of it. That's very sinister as well. Because you don't see anyone around. No. Not and later so. on you maybe see like where it could have come from, but... Just, you never yeah. see who or what it's just things is interacting. Disappear and it's just yeah. Just... Uh, they continue to drive. They don't go anywhere near that house. Um, and Tom suggests that maybe he should drive. Yes, Tom's getting quite stressed. Tom, <laughs> Tom needs some control. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, understandably, I think. <laughs> I mean, she's like, why? It's not going to change anything. Yeah. And he's just like, no, please, just let me drive. <laughs> And they arrive at number nine again. Um, so Tom says, right, okay, no, switch seats. Come on, I'm driving. And we get the obligatory modern trope of, oh, there's no signal. My, my cell phone has no signal because that is in every horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start a counter for every single one of my podcasts where I have to announce that they have no signal. <laughs> and uh, they drive around for a bit. Tom in the wheel this time and they arrive back at number nine again. So do you reckon this whole system's just looping them, looping them back to that house? Yes. The roads and everything are... I just... I don't know if it's like all roads lead to it. I think it's just... I don't know. You don't even know how to explain it because even later on, it's like you can go on a straight line, but you still end up exactly where you started. It's almost like they're bending the reality of it, which we kind of... That would make sense with what we've seen like right at the end of the movie. That could be it. Some sort of bending of reality or something Mm. like that. Yeah. To sort of compensate for them trying to escape. Yeah. And, you know, making sure that they always have their way back to the house where everything is everything you need. You're forever home. Um, Tom likes a cigarette, his little vice. Um, he never smokes a full cigarette, which I kind of like. It's like a little vice he knows he shouldn't do. Yeah. He always has, like, two puffs and then stubs it out. You know, save the rest for later. Two puffs. Yeah. And recognizing I'm feeling stressed. This is my... Yeah. My coping. Yeah, my coping mechanism for it. This was two and puffs, then... stub it out. Right, okay, I'm good. <laughs> it's half expectant to just, like, disappear. <laughs> yeah, true, actually. Um, they drive on and on, but always end up back at number nine. Shown, we get sort of an overlapping compilation at this point. of It's just to show the passage of time, I mm. guess, saying how long they're driving for. Um, oh, yeah, because this cigarette, he doesn't save for later. He takes two puffs and then drops out the window. Yeah. 
which don't do people. <laughs> Please, I, I get really annoyed when like I'm in traffic or something like that and I see someone flick a cigarette butt out their window. Please don't do that. Yeah. Like, have a little, you know, fireproof bag with you or something like that, like an old cigarette bag. Put them in there if you need yes. to. And then find a trash bin. Because it's kind of freaky anyway, because they just like come at your windscreen. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And it's just gross. <laughs> yeah, it's you gross. don't want cigarette butts lining the sidewalks. Stop it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this cigarette is used to show the passage of time because by the time we see it again, it's now just burnt down to the filter mm. and the sun has gone down. We're at, we're at nighttime now. Uh, the car pulls up, sort of chugs a little because <laughs> it is completely out of gas. They have driven it for so long that now they're out of gas. Right outside the door of number nine. Very conveniently. <laughs> it's so... Yeah, and this time the lights are on. The yes. door's open and the lights are on. Come on in. This yeah. is your forever home. Come sit down. Have some strawberries and wine. <laughs> they get out the car. Uh, Gemma calls out to see if anybody else is in the neighbourhood. Because, you know, the house is selling quick. There's got to be people around. Yeah, but it's pitch black like no other lights are on no just the lights at number nine yeah. no other cars in any other houses no other lights in any other houses and i didn't check but i don't think any other any of the other houses have numbers on the doors ah i don't think they do i don't notice any other numbers mm. it's just number nine yeah which in is number nine was kind of an odd place for it anyway wasn't it because <laughs> it was like pretty far down the road initially i'm like surely there's more than more than nine, yeah. <laughs> but I, th I suppose it would freak you out if you're like you're at number yeah. three million six hundred twenty-seven. <laughs> you're like, excuse me, what? <laughs> nine is just such a small number. It yeah. feels like you're. I guess number nine, you'd be like, oh, you know, I'm so close to the end of the road, mm. but you're not but because you're the not. road doesn't end. There's no ending. You just go round and round and round. <laughs> they go inside. They eat some strawberries. They drink the wine, but they mention that it doesn't have any taste. Mm. It's tasteless. It's like it's the the image of a strawberry, the sustenance of a strawberry, but not a strawberry. Yes. And maybe not even the sustenance of a strawberry. It's just like <laughs> quite on, yeah, uh, quite processed honestly. food. <laughs> mm, well, I have a question later about... We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, with nothing else to do, no way to escape, no cell phone service, and the car's out of gas, they go to bed because what else are you going to do? And uh, while they're lying in bed, Gemma mentions that she's never heard such silence. Mm. And never before has, like, a quote made me so, like, unsettled at the thought of. Yes. Complete silence would be terrifying. Yes. We think of quiet as, like, you know, you sit on your couch and, like, the clock's ticking and there's cars driving outside and the wind is blowing and the birds are singing or the rain's, you know, splatting against the window. Yeah. Can you imagine utter silence? No. It would, because there's always something. It would drive you mad. Even just like the whir of the technology life. in the home, even. Yeah. Like, just the, the whir of life, you know, yeah. birds, animals, people, nothing. But there's nothing. <laughs> it's so quiet. It's like you're floating in the void of space, like yeah. just silence. And I hate the thought of that. It just makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, we get to the next morning. Um, Tom lays his ladder against the house and climbs to the roof to take a look to see if he can see the exit. Uh, my first little note here is, what the hell is wrong with the sky? Because <laughs> you see the sky before he reaches the top yeah. of the ladder and you're like, there's, there, 
Did you notice this at first or not till they pointed it out later? Just that the sky doesn't look very unnatural and the clouds were all exactly the same. And Yeah, you noticed it, yeah. did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, it... you know, like clouds move yeah. <laughs> normally. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's exactly the same. You could practically picture looks like... like them hanging from yeah. a piece of string. Yeah, or like painted on a kindergarten wall yeah. or something like that. It's yeah, it's not... just your nice fluffy cloud. Yeah, every cloud, like, like she says later on, every cloud looks like a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look at clouds, they never look like yeah. clouds. <laughs> Um, but he, he takes a look over the roof and sees that it just goes on forever in all directions. The neighborhood doesn't end as far as he can see. And he sort of, he almost like falls off the roof because he's so like stunned and shocked by it. And he's just like, um, we'll get out of here. Don't worry. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you have to do better than that. Yeah. Confidence in your voice. Confidence <laughs> in your voice. So they decide that they're going to follow the sun to get out. They're just going to walk in a straight line, go through houses, go through gardens, hop fences as they need, and eventually, surely, you just you just get out. I think this is a very good plan. I agree. As far as getting lost, straight line. Yes. Very good. Follow the sun. Yeah. <laughs> the roads clearly don't work. Just straight line through <laughs> everything. Just... <laughs> um, Next thing we see, the sun is beginning to set. They're both exhausted. Mm. Uh, but as they're, like, giving up, they see a house that has the lights on. And they go, oh, there's somebody here. The lights are on. And they go inside. And on the table is the wine and strawberries they had the night before. They exit through the front door. And, um, yeah, he takes a quick... Tom takes, Tom takes a quick look at the door and sees that it's number nine. We're back. They, they walked for the entire day and ended up back at number nine. Yes. They walk out into the street, <laughs> and in the middle of the road, they find a box. What did you think was going to be in here, by the way? I was I had no idea when I first watched it. I was just like, I don't know. what. Are they trying to kill them, or...? Yeah, I don't know what was going to be in it initially. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had, no, I had no expectations. No expectations for this. I didn't expect what was in it. <laughs> yeah, because Gemma investigates the box, um... And inside is a whole lot of living supplies at first. Yes. We get a whole lot of, like, there's, like, king prawns and steak and stuff like that. Very, very packaged. Yes, they're and all, like, shrink-wrapped. Yes. Like, need scissors to open kind of shrink-wrapped. Out of very artificial looking. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm. Mm. And you can, you already know, because they just mentioned it with the strawberries and the wine, mm. that this stuff may look good, but it'll taste of nothing. Yeah. Which is, oh, I don't know, the the simplicity of that idea and the idea of silence as well. It's food having no taste, the sky not moving, the sound of utter silence. is very unsettling for a movie that doesn't really lean heavily on its, like, you know, dark corridors, jump scares and stuff yeah. like that. It does a really good job of making you feel uncomfortable. It does. <laughs> uh, yeah, even just watching it. Just watching it, you're just like, yeah. oh, oh, ah. Gemma calls out for whoever left the box to come back for them. Please, for the love of God, <laughs> take us out of here. Uh, Tom takes the box inside. Um, oh, he takes a strip of cardboard or something like that, doesn't he? And he uses it to start a fire in the house. Yes. And I'm like, smart idea. Either you'll get the fire brigade or whoever has them trapped, who clearly wants them alive, will have to come and put the fire out. In theory, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, in theory, you get someone one way or another. That's a big signal. <laughs> in practice, 
They got neither. (laughs) (laughs) Gemma and Tom watch as the house burns to ashes. They wake up the next morning all covered in soot, basically. They're like, their hair is all like blackened and their face is covered in little specks of ash. Um, And Gemma investigates a new box which has appeared in the middle of the road. And inside is a baby. Just a baby. (laughs) It looks like newly born as well. Like, it's got like... Young baby, yeah. It looks like little bits of jelly or something on its stomach. Yeah. So I was like, has this just been birthed by whatever? Whatever it It looks human. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not. Um... Uh, there was also a little note on the inside of the box that says, raise the child and be released. Yes. Uh, and a little family symbol. Oh, how sweet. There's like a <laughs> mum and a dad and a baby. <laughs> um, it's a boy. Surprise, surprise. It can go in the boy's bedroom that's in number uh, nine. It was meant to be. Yeah, it's almost as if the entire thing was planned. <laughs> um, they look over and number nine is just as it was. It's not burnt, it's not crumbled, it's not cracked. It is pristinely, sickeningly toxic waste green. (laughs) As it was. As it was. Even the grass is perfect. (laughs) Yeah, even the grass is perfectly plastic and inside is everything's normal. Um, Yeah, the door squeaks open very ominously as well. They look at number nine and the door goes, like, come on. And I was just like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Um, yeah, this is, this is where I made the little note that I think this is the only house that has a number on it. Mm. Um, but we cut to a bird's eye view of the, the neighbourhood, basically, and we clearly get an idea that some sort of time has passed because now the word HELP <laughs> is written across their roof. Yes. I, I think it's made of bed sheets. <laughs> I think so too. From what I could yeah. see, it doesn't look like paint. No. I think it's, I think it's made of bed sheets or something like that. Yeah. Don't have to worry about wind knocking it off or anything. There's yeah. No wind, no there's rain. There's no wind, there's no rain, there's no weather. It's always sunny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the boy and he looks nearly six years old, six, seven, five. Yeah, I see. Yeah, older, like seven. Seven, when seven I or eight, it. somewhere yeah. around there. Okay, yeah, 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 absolutely. And this was my question at this point. How long have they been here? Did you think they'd been here for the whole seven years? I did initially and I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, this is hell. Seven years. <laughs> seven years in this pristine plastic house. Yeah. Would you survive Stuck? seven years no, in this house? I think I would. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, yeah. Gemma and Tom wake up and the boy seems to mimic them as he does because like they wake up and like rub their eyes or something mm. like that and he just does the same things. It's like he's learning just by watching and yes. mimicking. Um, the boy then recites a full argument between the two of them that they'd clearly had like, I don't know, the night before or maybe a couple of days before or a week before. Maybe a few times before. <laughs> maybe a few times before. Yeah, and he does both of the parts and his voice matches each of them Yeah, as he does it. What did you think of this little scene as, like, the first tidbit into, this is not a human child? Yes, it was a very clear sign, not a human child, but real creepy. It's it's voice, even when he's speaking with his own voice, in quotation marks there, yeah. is off. There is something seriously wrong with that voice. It sounds like his voice is, like, ten years older than he is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh I hate it. Um, but, yeah, he mimics the entire conversation, and Tom calls him a creepy little cretin. And I was like, oh, I could think of worse names for this little thing. Because, yeah. The boy begs to be measured again. And um, 
So I, I put maybe he just uh, ages at an accelerated rate, which is very correct, because they measure him, and then um, Gemma writes 98 days. Yes. And even then, I'm like, 98 days? <laughs> it's like three months, and you're like, whoa. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to survive three months in this this hell. My God. Good on you guys. Especially oh, yeah. as if he was like that when, you know, as like a seven-year-old. Mm. Imagine what he was like as a toddler or as, you know, a five-year-old and like always asking questions. And asking stuff. questions and mimicking <laughs> you as well. Yeah, oh, it's just a normal... It's what kids do. <laughs> yeah. But when... They, this kid does it so precisely and using your voice. Yes. <laughs> so much worse. Yeah, you just every time it used my voice, I just want to punch it. Like, and like word for word, like quite with gestures and all. Like if you brushed your hair yes. while you were saying something, he brushes his hair while he says it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and this is where I put my note. There's something wrong with this boy's voice. It's too old for him. Because mm. he sounds like mid twenties. He does. Yeah. And he's eight. Yeah. Or seven. Seven or eight. He's just so little. And he's using the voice of like someone in their mid twenties. Yeah, and it's awful. the The boy pretends to be a dog, which is his like favorite thing. Woof, 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 running around the lounge. Um, if he's been doing that for three months, those girls. <laughs> God bless these two for not murdering him. <laughs> Although in hindsight, they maybe should have. Because uh, even just watching that, you're like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah, because he's, well, he's just know? running around the coffee table in the lounge going, woof, 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 woof. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Do you know what a dog is? <laughs> he doesn't know what a dog is, and that is not your child, yeah. and it's not your friend's child, it's not a relative's child. You have no relation at all yeah. to this thing. It's not even cute. No, he's very cute. He's got like a bowl haircut, he's very pasty white, and always dressed in a suit. Yes. Which I hate. I yep. Yeah. And he plays like he plays like he's mimicking playing. Yeah. It's yeah. not like he's actually playing. You know, you see kids play, and it's it's this interesting, you know, learning experience for them. Everything they do is like piecing something together yeah. in their heads. This isn't that. No imagination. No, there's no imagination. No creativity. It's it's a robot playing at playing yes <laughs> um, the boy asks Gemma if she's overwhelmed again <laughs> I hate that I really hate because he's clearly heard Tom maybe say that or maybe she said that it's just such a funny way to phrase it as well I know it's so unnatural <laughs> and then he calls her mother and she says I am not your mother and he says well who is my mother and I said a very good question yes. I'd like to know this <laughs> <laughs> Who is this thing's mother? <laughs> what burst this disgusting little... Oh, I, what I really is this hate thing? This child. <laughs> it's so well done, though. Good on this little actor. Great yeah. job. You're creepy as fuck. <laughs> he was really convincing. He really was. Um, basically, Tom and Gemma are looking so defeated and hopeless at this point. I think they're just slumped down in the kitchen while the kid's running around the coffee table woofing. <laughs> and they're just, they look like they just want to die. Yeah. They look miserable. <laughs> they do look miserable. And this is the big, like, near the beginning of the film as well. I'm like, oh my god, you've got so much longer to go. <laughs> um, the doy stops playing and starts screaming, screeching at the top of his lungs until he's fed. Yes. And it it's so beautiful because we literally saw this in the opening credits. This is what a cuckoo bird would do. Yeah. As well. Because when the cuckoo bird pushed the baby out of the nest, it then screeched, ready for the mama bird to come and feed it. Yes, I hadn't joined those dots, but yeah. This thing is a 
human cuckoo bird. <laughs> when I saw her, I, you know, toddlers, kids scream all the time, and I was like, horror parenting. Is this just... And that's just... <laughs> and this thing's scream doesn't sound like a child's scream either. It's, it's like an alarm. It's like an alarm clock going off. It's deafening. It's so loud. And they have to, like, run run to sort it they get a bowl they grab the cereal you know Gemma pours the cereal while Tom pours the milk and like the, it, he doesn't stop screaming until they put a spoon in the bowl yeah, <laughs> and then go. stops yeah. immediately the second the spoon hits the bowl stops and then yummy yummy <laughs> yum 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 crunch 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 and I'm like oh, just murder it because <laughs> he didn't even seem to need to breathe <laughs> just, no just keep going and going oh it's oh, oh it's so yeah the barbie doll nature of this child is <laughs> so horrifying yeah um tom takes the box of their rubbish and dumps it on the road um i assume where it'll be collected by whatever it is that's keeping them alive he sits himself down on the outside of the house waiting for whoever or whatever turns up to take it away Gemma says they never come when they're there uh, she noticed that the boy is watching, studying mm. them. He's always just slightly away from them, like a couple of meters, just staring at them. Always watching. Trying to figure out yeah. how do human work? Yes. How does how does this work? Oh, oh, you do a little gesture when you say that. Okay, I'll do that when I say that. <laughs> um, Gemma goes inside. Tom lights a cigarette, and um, he takes a couple of puffs and then throws the butt. Butt end at the boy. Uh, it bounces off him and burns a patch in the grass. Yes. A massive patch as well. It's like. That's pretty big considering it was just a tiny little. Yeah, which gives. End. I think it gives credit to my idea that this is not real grass. <laughs> yes. Because this thing is fucking flammable. <laughs> it was like. Psh, and there was like a. Like meter by meter circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom digs at the spot where. There's this weird, like. It, I want to say clay. It was kind of clay-like, but like yellowy. Yeah, it's got like uh, parts of it have like a yellow tinge through it, yeah. and other parts have like this sort of maroony, reddy tinge yeah. through it. But it's not like the clay is that color. The clay is just clay color, and then there's like a line of color through yeah. it. And he sort of digs at it, tries to sort of dig it out. And while they're digging, the box of rubbish has just vanished. Yeah. They didn't leave. They didn't go inside. They just turned their heads away, and that yeah. was enough. The box is gone. Tom digs all day looking for the bottom of wherever they are. Um, yeah, the, uh, is this where they make a joke about, you know, where are you digging to? I don't know, Australia or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it comes up pretty soon. Like, there's yeah. got to be an end somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's got to end somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, they make love that night, Tom and Gemma, and while they're doing it, the boy just watches through a crack in the door. Just, I really hate this kid. <laughs> Absolute praises to the actor, but I really hate this kid. He's basically studying how they do it, and I hate it. And we see this again later, very end of the movie, we also see it again. Um, the next day, Tom goes off to dig again, leaving Gemma with the boy. I just call him the boy. Does he have a name? They don't name him, They do don't they? name him. They just call him boy. They just call him boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good, then. I've just got him as the boy. <laughs> My question, why didn't the hole repair itself while they slept? That's a good question, because I kept waiting for it to disappear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole way through, I was going, it's going to be gone, it's going to be gone. And it was still there, still there. That's why I was wondering, I was like, is this them, is this them playing with them? 
I think so. I reckon that they saw that, especially Tom, we know that Tom eventually mm. starts getting more violent towards the boy. Mm. I reckon that they had the nuance, the, you know, the forethought to go that Tom, without a purpose, could be a danger to the growth of the child. Yes. So we give him this plan and we just let him get on with it. It's kind of an outlet. Yes. He gets very tired. Yeah. Because if he doesn't have this, he may yeah. just kill the boy and try and escape again. Yeah. But I also think it says a lot about like putting all of your energy into this task and it just being completely pointless. <laughs> it's just like every day, back to work I go. <laughs> I know. But at the same time, what else are you going to do? Yeah. What would you do in this situation? Like, I don't know. The only thing that you've seen that makes yeah. any kind of impact is this hole. Yeah. You can't leave, you can't drive out, you can't walk out, you can't run out, you can't see out. But this hole stayed. Yeah. I think it's funny because he was, you know, his energy went into this hole and the hole stayed and he, like, that's, that was his daily purpose. Mm. And then you've got her inside, like, with washing. They only had one pair of clothes. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. Did they? I feel like over the whole thing, we kind of see them in the same outfit. And oh, his shirt shit. just gets, like, yellower and yellower the further into the clay he goes. Oh, oh I haven't like, noticed that. What are you washing? <laughs> and how come you've got, like, all the water Do here just, and you've got, like, this natural thing? But then they I just was have like, to walk around in the, like, in the nude for a couple of hours while the washing's know. going? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and whether more clothes got dropped off and you just don't see it, I don't know. Maybe. Exactly I, I just assumed that they had more clothes dropped off in one of their packages yeah. that had food and shit in and it. I but just thought, what a funny thing that, you know, her time is going on, like, the washing his time is going on like this manual labor <laughs> mm. but neither of them are putting any effect into the boy uh, yeah. which thank god um, <laughs> he was just running off doing his woof woof woofs <laughs> <laughs> my god the woofs <laughs> funny that he was very observant around like their general gestures but not so observant around like this is how you do household tasks <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want to you just want to take him aside now this is what we do we sweep the floor come on <laughs> exactly <laughs> let me teach you you can mimic me <laughs> Um, <laughs> we also see Tom starting to cough while he's digging. Yeah. This is his first, um, he's starting to get sick or something like that. Uh, Gemma has to basically babysit. Um, but she's just, she's not really, she's not looking after him. She doesn't really have anything to do at the moment. Yeah. Tom is on his own little mission and she doesn't want anything to do with the boy. So she's just like lying against the washing machine while he runs around doing his wolf wolves. I was like, that's so smart because she can probably just hear the washing machine. That's exactly my thought. That was exactly my thought. My thought was that she, yeah, she's put the washing machine on so she could put her head against it and not hear this kid going woof, woof, woof for the next six hours. Um, That night, um, the boy turns on the TV and watches strange images on it. They look like those those little puzzle things, those image... You know those image things where you, the longer you stare at it, it looks like something yeah, else? Yeah, and it just that's like twisting. Yeah, it looks like one of those. But he's just sat there watching it. With like weird sound too. Yeah, like mm. a hum, I guess. Yeah. Like a Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Tom continues to dig through the night before joining Gemma in the car. Um, this is the only place that feels real. Yes. That has a smell. <laughs> yes. It has a smell. It has a feel. It's recognizable. It yeah. has a history. You know, if you break a seat, it stays broken. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, she says there's a smell in this car. Not bad, but like a real smell. 
something that's not artificial. <laughs> yes, and thank God. Um, they accidentally knocked the radio, and the CD player kicks in, so the battery's still alive. Yes. They have a tiny bit of battery left. Which is really good after three months. No yeah, actually, yeah, off. three months of not turning it on. Pretty sure a week after, like, when I, I took a trip down to Wellington for a week, I came back and had to have my, my car jump yeah. started. Exactly. <laughs> um, Gemma and Tom basically have a little dance in the street. You know, they found a tiny bit of happiness. Yes, within the monotony. <laughs> within the monotony of these 90 days. And the boy comes out and joins them and mm-hmm. starts doing his little dance. Yep, does his mimicking. <laughs> Yeah, the boy faces out like he can't really hear the music. Did you notice this as well? While he was dancing, it's like he couldn't hear the music. Yeah, it just doesn't have that same familiarity like or joy that music can bring. It's yeah, like, it's oh, not... Noise. Yeah, it's just noise. Yeah. It's not... It's, it's, like it's so hard to describe because <laughs> it's not like watching someone who's bad at dancing who yeah. can't hit the rhythm. It's not like that. It's like watching someone who doesn't understand music. Yes, yeah. And it's, yeah, he's just kind of hopping around and everything like that. He's trying his best to do what um, um, do what Gemma and Tom are doing, Yeah. but not quite. Um, the boy starts uh, dancing a bit more and then uh, knocks Tom down. And Tom <laughs> fucking pile drives this kid, <laughs> just picks him up and slams him into the road. Yeah. And I was like, I'm... I'm okay with this, actually. <laughs> I was half surprised that Tom got up, because, I mean, he hit his head on the curb pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> but they seem pretty resilient, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, he sto- uh, Tom storms inside. Gemma looks after the boy who gets up and just continues to dance. Yeah, nothing happened. Nothing happened. La, yeah. la, 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 la. This is I'm learning to dance. Um, and I just put, is this Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome, the movie? Yeah. Because eventually she starts to... Gemma, anyway, her relationship between the boys starts to change, and I don't know whether she's trying to manipulate the situation to hopefully get out, or whether she's actually connecting with yeah. the boy. I think she goes back and forth, because she like kind of phrases as, like, I'm going to solve the mystery, and mm. that's what I'm going to do, and you're the mystery, and you can tell me why we're here, and like... I can solve you. I can do that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then I think you have like an air of like the gender roles and like the whole idea of motherhood, and it's like here's a child, and this is how you're supposed to behave. Right. And so I think she kind of like takes that role more so than Tom. Yes, and I think the snap between them as well, mm. when she snaps between sort of the the not sympathy, but the connection between the boy and the complete disconnect from the boy is yeah. whenever that slightly inhuman moment happens. Yes. Yeah. And then she goes, Oh right, not a real child. Yes. Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, Gemma tucks the boy into bed explaining that she needs time away from him sometimes. Yeah, and she, she just stands with him and she's like, Sometimes people need to be on their own. You can't be attached to me all the time. And you can clearly see in his face that he just doesn't get it. Yeah. Does not understand. Yeah. Um, she goes to close the door. He says, good night, mother. And that's when she snaps. Yeah. And she goes, I am not your mother. Yes. And closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is so good seeing the parallels between the two, you know, relating to and distant, distancing from this boy. Yeah. Who's not a boy. Yeah. Um, the boy then sits up immediately and uh, screams and won't stop. They don't know what he needs. 
He stops only to mimic the conversation Tom and her had earlier. Um, yeah, and this basically solidifies that uh, there goes any chance of relationship between Gemma and the boy. Mm. And she calls him fucking disgusting. Yes. Which, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This thing is really, really, really freaky. I just, uh, yeah. And he says it back. I'm fucking disgusting. Yeah. Oh no, he says that a little bit later, doesn't he? I think it's the next morning. They they they, yeah. they say like, "What's wrong with you?" And he's like, "I'm fucking disgusting." Yeah. <laughs> with a smile on his face. With a big face. smile on his face. <laughs> and my question here was, what is this thing's goal? Yeah. I think it's just to be raised, right? I think so. To yeah. Brought up enough to be able to mimic humans. Yeah. And at the right age. Yes. Yeah, I think you spend the whole movie being like. What what is happening? What's the purpose? Something different's gonna happen. Mm. And that's kind of the whole point, is it? No, the point is just to raise this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Your life is that's, this. That's that's your purpose. <laughs> yeah. Um we see Gemma in the bathroom. Um here's Tom coughing. Mm. Uh they have a little kiss and Tom apologizes. It looks like they were trying to start something romantic there and he's like, No, I just can't. Yeah. And I was like, Is it because he's depressed or because he's sick? And I was like, probably a bit yep. of column A, column B. Well, the fact that he spent 12 hours or whatever digging a hole. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's pretty exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. But I can't lift my arm up, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't give you that sweet, sweet love and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm too sore. Yeah, I can't move. <laughs> yeah. Um, boy wakes them up the next morning by just screaming. Yes. I really hate this. Yes, and this is the point where they go, they go what is wrong with you? And he just goes, I'm fucking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, oh! <laughs> to be honest, if these aliens kidnapped me, I would have killed this child by now. <laughs> it's clearly not human. I have yeah. no problems killing this thing. It is evil. Yes. <laughs> what about you? Do you think you would have been able to raise this thing? I don't know. Because I think, especially like when he would have been like littler, mm. even harder. And then once he's at this point where he's like talking back and he's imitating you, and it's like way more obvious that he's less than human or yes. something else yeah um, through the baby phase yeah yes i think you would take care of it because it, yeah. it looks human yeah and i just think there's probably a lot of i don't know whether it's especially for like you know if there's a gender dynamic to it but especially for like children and being like let's kill it <laughs> it's like it's something that is like a pretty big mental barrier to get behind oh, yeah, or get true. past especially as um because we know Gemma's a kindergarten teacher exactly like that. so, so she's, she's definitely got a layer yeah, there and she'll be surrounded by all these kids all this time and then like whether that's like yes let's just whack it around the head yeah like, and then <laughs> here's this one child who looks yeah. like a child but it's definitely not a child yeah. she's like mm, can I kill it and it's one thing to shout you know you're fucking disgusting but it's quite another thing to be like bash its head die. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Take a kitchen knife to it or whatever. Yeah. Um, they eat breakfast. Um, there's definite tension now at the breakfast table. We've seen three or four of these little breakfast mm. scenes where they all just sit there. He's The boy's got his cereal with milk that he probably screamed bloody murder until he got. Yes. And um, Tom and Gemma have... The, I almost called them mum and dad. <laughs> and Gemma and Tom have their, like, toast and eggs, which... Every time I see food in this movie now, I just get really uncomfortable because yeah. I'm like, that tastes of nothing, doesn't it? And you can tell because you see their faces and they're just like... Whoa. Yeah, like, they're just like, it's enough to keep us going. Yeah, it's, I'm chewing it. something, but there is no taste here. Yeah. It's just going through the motions. And also, I, I noticed this, Tom is starting to eat less and less mm. as well. He's leaving more and more on his plate every morning. 
Yeah. Uh, and he leaves to go dig. Uh, Tom notices a strange noise coming from under the dirt. Uh, what did you think this noise was? I was I curious. No. By the end of the movie, I was like, oh, what was that? Then? I was just waiting for something to like jump out at him the whole time. <laughs> you spent this but entire movie like, waiting I for did, a jump so scare? I did. And I was going like, is it now? Is it now? Is it now? Jump scare now? Is <laughs> <What's> the sound? So <laughs> um, yeah, because he keeps digging and you, you never really see. No. I was like, it could be like could be like the whir of spaceship engines it could mm. be another layer of parallel dimensions or yeah. reality that is built underneath them or i thought it sounded similar to like the noise on the tv whenever the kids watching it oh true um, and there was just like that similarity there so I, I don't know what it was but to me it sounded quite similar it's quite alien like, yes yeah yeah definitely um yeah um tom is about to tell Gemma about the noise but here's the boy and her arguing, so he just leaves. Yes. He doesn't want to go in there because the boy's in there. It's not just like general arguing either, but it's like you need to go to bed. It's like your typical parent. Yeah, it's, it's not like, you know, eat your broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the eat, you, eat your broccoli line, yeah. <laughs> line. It's like screaming at each other. Yeah. But I think it's probably it's an argument that a lot of parents have with their kids trying to get them to go to bed. Being mm. like, it's bedtime. <laughs> and every day, no, it's bedtime. <laughs> So it's kind of like that parenting role that she's starting to take on a little bit more yeah. when you see that. Which is, I, I get so discouraged when I see this as well. Mm. I'm like, no, don't, don't relate to it. Yes. Don't. But also you're like, go to bed so then I don't have to see you. Yeah, I have to deal with you for a couple of hours before you wake me up by screaming. Yeah. I'm uh, still not convinced that he ever actually sleeps, though. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Because you never see him sleeping. Maybe he just waits for the sun to come back. Yeah, and just then just leaves. Like, hmm. oh, sun's up. <laughs> Better go wake the parents. Scream. Ah! <laughs> um, we see Tom is trying to sleep, but uh, wakes up because of that strange noise. He sort of hears it again. He goes downstairs and finds the boy watching that strange TV channel again. Uh, they turn it off, but the boy insists that he watches it. Mm. And I was like, is this some sort of like communications? This is what between I he, too. him and whoever or whatever his people yeah, are. Yeah, like because he can clearly understand whatever, whatever he's seeing or hearing. Mm. Okay. Is this how he's like, you know, reporting his progress as far as like development is going? Or... Yeah. That was my thoughts on on what this was, or is it them providing information to the boy about what he actually is and what their mission is? Or yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I don't. It's never yeah, explained. It's either. never explained. Because um, yeah, because I think the the icons that you see on the screen are what he like brings back in that book. Mm. Um, but yeah, still no idea. No idea. Maybe it's just kind of being like this is life because even though he's surrounded by these two people and like learning from these two people who are actually human and act in like a particular way. Yes, he still doesn't act that way. No. He may, no. he may, like, mimic them, but his general behavior is still kind of, like, alien. Yes. Um, and he doesn't have that. It's very, like, formal. Yeah. And Gemma and Tom are not formal. <laughs> no. They're very casual. <laughs> they're very casual. How they talk to him is very casual. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if, if by the end of the movie he's just running around calling everything fucking disgusting? Exactly. <laughs> um, so maybe, yeah, maybe there's, like, an element of, like, actually, this is doing some sort of teaching through that space as well i don't know interesting okay yeah i like that yeah it, either way i think we, we are sort of agreeing that it's some sort of 
communication. Yeah. We just don't know which direction it's going. Yeah. Him to them or them to him or both. Yes. Whatever it is, <laughs> he insists on watching it and will not take no for an answer. So they just leave him to it. The next morning, while the boy is screaming for his breakfast, Tom just takes his food and smashes it against the wall before locking the boy in the car outside. Good. Leave it there. Just just leave it in there. I think it would have been interesting to see how that had played out. Whether, know, like, like if someone would have come for him or like what would have happened. Mm. My thought is that if they weren't able to raise the boy, they'd either be given a new one mm. or they'd just be left to die. Like no more yeah. packages. Because they no are relying supplies. on the supplies. They're relying on the food. They're relying on water. Yeah. You know. So or they or just... orange juice, as it appears to me, because I only have seen them drink orange juice. Yes. <laughs> Which probably just doesn't taste of anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How depressing is that? I love orange juice. So yeah, they, they do rely on whatever this entity is that does provide the supplies. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know whether they'd just be given a new one yeah. or just left to die. Because even if he did die, where would they go? Because <laughs> they, they can't get, get out. out. <laughs> They've got no petrol on their car. Like, they're yeah. still stuck. Um, this is where I start to think that maybe Gemma might be playing whoever's keeping them captive mm-hmm. by raising the boy. Yeah. Because um, she immediately says that she wants to let the boy out. Tom refuses. I will not let you help it. If they want it alive, mm-hmm. they'll come for it is what Tom says. Which is pretty reasonable, I yeah. think. And Tom's definitely hit his breaking point now. He's not looking after this thing. Yeah, and I think you see how he was at the beginning with, like, making jokes and pretending to be a tree and, like, mm. singing along to the music and then how he is now, like, pinning her to the ground. Yeah. And being, like, quite aggressive. Definitely. Just how he was talking. And we've already seen him, like, smash the boy against the road and yes. stuff like that. Like, he's getting more physical because he's... it's Well, it's like trapping an animal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It is. He's, he sees no way out. He sees no purpose. He sees no... And then there's this thing that just sits in the corner watching and taunting you. Yeah. I like, think he's much better at, like, remembering kind of the context than Gemma is. Because mm. I think Gemma gets kind of focused on, like, the day-to-day. And it's like, there's this kid that's watching me, like, following probably more so her than Tom. Yes. Because um, he doesn't seem interested in watching Tom take a whole all day. I think he knows <laughs> that Tom is dangerous. Yeah. And then if he spends too much time following him it may end up yeah. in his death <laughs> yeah so that leaves Gemma in that position of like not kind of caregiver but yeah you know yeah no Tom I get what you mean Tom can kind of be like more separated from the situation because he's in his hole he's digging his hole <laughs> and then he's like the only times he sees the kid is screaming at breakfast <laughs> pretty yeah. much and oh my god I could <laughs> not um Gemma, Gemma struggles um, with watching the boy outside in the car. He's, like, banging against the window and wants out. So she takes the keys from Tom. Um, she unlocks the car. She takes the boy. She promises that she'll protect him mm. and takes him inside. Tom goes back to digging as the sun sets. So deep now that he needs his ladder yeah. from, from, his, from, his, from their car. <laughs> and it's, like, fully extended as well. It's not, like, half extended. It's, like... All the way. He has dug a big hole. <laughs> this is a big asshole. Um, Gemma comforts the boy. She talks about dreams. Mm. And we learned that he doesn't dream. So, yeah, I think you're right. I don't, don't think he sleeps. Because <laughs> even after that, you don't really see him sleep. Mm. No, because just, she lies next to him. Yeah, and he, like, clings to her. He clings to her. 
she starts to fall asleep, but he's like bug eyed mm. behind her. And I'm like, That's just creepy. Yeah, I'm like, that, that thing's gonna eat you. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you can see like bars in front of her, right, on the screen. Yes. And you're it, like, what is she sleeping in? Because he doesn't, I don't remember him having like bars on his bed. So I'm like, what is that? What is that? Where's uh, that come from? I don't know, but it's good symbolism for, you know, trapped. Well, yeah. <laughs> Literally. The symbolism in the movie throughout is just excellent. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, Tom wakes up in his hole. He's clearly getting weaker. It's taking him a long time to get out this time, mm. but he does climb out. Uh, Gemma and the boy head out while Tom has his breakfast alone. And this is the first time we sort of see the uh, disconnect between Gemma and Tom completely now. Mm. Like they're not even eating, eating their breakfast together anymore, yeah. which is quite sad. Um, Gemma and the boy have a picnic. They do cloud spotting. Um, but the clouds do, don't look like anything but clouds. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to do cloud spotting when they don't move. Yes. <laughs> oh, still there. <laughs> and she, yeah, because she sat there lying with the boy and she's like, what does that cloud look like? And he's like, a cloud. And she's like, okay, what about that one? A cloud. And she's like, yeah, they all look like clouds, don't they? Perfect little round clouds. And you're like, oh, Gemma's had enough. Yes. <laughs> and she even mentions, like, where I come from, clouds look, clouds look like shapes. Yeah. They look like faces or they look like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a really good scene, though. Yeah. Because this is why I think it was uh, an act that she's putting on. Because you see those little moments of breaking in between yeah. when she's trying to relate to it. Yes. You know, let's do cloud spotting. And then she looks at the clouds and she's like, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she talks about her, like, her home a lot more. Mm. I mean, yeah, you'd be so homesick. So homesick. And, you know, sometimes he's like, but you are home. Silly. Oh yeah, you're forever home in yeah. yonder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think he did in that particular scene. So no, that was kind of being like, like a bonding type thing. Yes. Um, or at least attempted bonding. Or they're both just playing at it. <laughs> yeah, true. He's pretending to be. He's not pretending to be interested because he mm. needs to, by nature of his survival, he needs to mimic and yeah. needs to learn. I just don't think he's got the, like, emotional capacity. No. Like, He'll call you mother and yeah. say, I love you, but doesn't mean, exactly. mean a word of but it. There's no connection there whatsoever because he's just not capable of feeling it. Yeah. So however often she'll, however much she tries to be, like, let's bond over, like, let's spend this nice afternoon sitting in the sun, watching clouds, playing games. It's just a manipulation yeah. to make sure that he can continue doing as he's doing. Yeah. Oh, um, Gemma and Tom are now starting to sleep apart. She sleeps in the bed. He sleeps in the hole, <laughs> which is very sad. Come on, Tom. At least sleep on the couch. Like, um, this probably takes a lot of effort to climb out the hole every time. This is true. This is like a six meter hole now. It's fucking massive. <laughs> this is the first time we see Gemma brushing her teeth alone as well. Yeah. Which is very sad. Uh, she goes to wake the boy, but he's gone. Yeah. So she goes downstairs and then outside looking for him. Uh, yeah, I put here, the sky looks painted. It yes. looks so weird. 
It's not like different shades of blue and the clouds don't move. Yeah, it really does look like a kindergarten wall. It does. It really does. It's awful. And I think there's a scene like where it's nighttime and you can still kind of see the outline of the clouds, even though it's nighttime. Still <gasps> really? in the exact same place. Oh, I so wish I'd noticed that. <laughs> Next time I watch this, I'm going to have to try and spot that. <laughs> I don't remember whereabouts of the thought it was, but I remember being like, oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. The clouds don't even go away when yes. it's nighttime. <laughs> um, Gemma walks the streets looking for the boy. Uh, she finds him eventually when she sort of loops around again to number nine. Back to the garden, yeah. Because Tom is just standing over, uh, sorry, the boy is standing over Tom's hole holding a book. Um, they take a look at the book and it's written in some very strange alien language. Yes. Which I think just solidifies that this is not a paranormal thing. This is alien. <laughs> this is full, full-blown alien. Full alien. <laughs> um, it has some sort of weird images of frog-looking people as well yeah. as you flick through the pages. They drop past it quite quickly. But there's like a second where it looks like human but with like these sort of... Their neck is like expanded outwards like the croak of a frog. Yes. Which we then get to see shortly, which um, is very cool. Yeah. Well, so I say cool. It's frightening. <laughs> um, it's the freakiest part of the whole film. <laughs> Gemma probes the boy about where he was. Uh, she turns it into a game, you know. Let's play the mimic game. You're very good at the mimic game. Mm, mimic me, and he does perfectly using her voice. <laughs> and this is when you're like, she is such a good teacher. <laughs> yes. And then she's like, okay, do Tom. So he, he he pretends to be Tom, and then does a dog. Woof woof woof. And then oh, do whoever you met up with today. And he goes, okay. The boy hunches over, and his neck expands like like a frog's. And then Gemma's just like, oh my fucking god. Yes, it makes, it really does make a frog croak, doesn't it? It goes like, I think it's pretty similar to the sounds that we've been hearing like on the TV and like under the ground. Yes. (laughs) And you're just like, what is this? It's a mix, Uh, yeah. And how he holds himself. Yeah, because he literally hunches over. He's doing his Quasimodo and then sort of like arches his neck to make sure it's got room to expand and then it does it just inflates to like the size of his head and then he makes that awful guttural noise and Gemma is fucking pissing herself (laughs) (laughs) which is absolutely fair enough this game is not fun anymore it's like weird we can say it's weird but it's kind of like when you see that that you're like shit yes yeah, yeah <laughs> there's you, one you, thing about a kid being like you know you know knowing it's not human but then seeing like what it could be yes because like, oh. this is like just utter confirmation that this thing is scary and dangerous yes and you have no idea what it is yeah. because like you could just be like oh it's something that looks human and it's just a little bit off and yeah. then it does this, and you're like, oh, that is not human at all. <laughs> Kill it. So <laughs> Kill it with fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, next scene, we see the boy is now a young adult. Um, mid-twenties, probably? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. I wonder if they use... His voice doesn't change between them, though, eh? I don't think so. I think it's the same one. So I wonder if they just got the actor who plays the older version to dub over the lines of the kid. Oh, that makes sense. Version. Yep. And it definitely works for being unsettling. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he seems so much more frightening now because he's like six feet tall. He's so tall. He's really he's tall. So oh, he's just still, and I think you know, like he holds himself. Mm. Whereas, whereas the you know the kid version would like run around and do woof 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 or whatever, and like there was like an air of like 
something that wasn't quite so creepy. Yes. <laughs> at all and times. then this one just stares vacantly one, into the yes, wall. Yes, and you're like, he, he has a lot of control. He's got a lot of power. He's scary. Yeah. And um, he's still doing the mimicking, though. Yeah. Because um, he mimics, you know, whatever, and swishes the hair f- yeah. from his forehead, which is what Gemma had done, like, right near the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So he's retaining the mimicking information to use later. Yeah. Um, which just makes the entire thing with Martin really creepy. His entire sales pitch would have just been pieces mimicked together, which is why the pauses between each sentence yeah. felt so wrong. Yeah, but then you're slow. Where did he learn that from? TV. <laughs> There's no TV. <laughs> Watching infomercials. Um, we see Tom lying in the bathroom, wheezing now. Yeah. Um, he's basically keeping the door locked now that the boy is like fully grown. Chair uh, barricaded. The chair door. barricaded against it. Yeah. Um, that was my question. Yeah. What is making Tom sick, in your opinion? I, I've been thinking about this because I'm like, is it? Is there, like, toxic fumes or whatever in the hole that he's, like, submerged himself in or he spends all of his time? That was one of my thoughts. I was like, is it the dirt that he's digging through? Yeah, because you see him, like, coughing there. Or is it just kind of, like, whether, you know, he's having less, like, he's not eating as much or, like, it's Mm -hmm. the food, it's, like, the, you know, the lack of sustenance in the food and the artificialness is just, like, takes its toll. And because he's spending so much of his energy... Um, digging <laughs> yes for like just doing that all the time he's like putting a physical strain on himself and not having any like nutrients or energy to mm. you know mix with the depression continue. and you know when you're depressed your immune system goes yeah. down and stuff like that I was yes he's bruised like you see him in, and yeah. you're you like, see him in the shower don't you yeah, and there's like and bruises and black marks all yeah down and part of me was like did the boy do that but it's just from him digging. It's just from him digging, yeah. I'd assume so anyway. I don't think it was the boy. No, because you don't see the boy being violent. You just No. He's just creepy. At the same time, I was wondering if it's the actual place itself that's doing it, because mm. um, Gemma gets sick and dies yeah. not long after Tom at the end of the movie. Yeah. So I was like, maybe it's the actual place that's doing it to them. It's so artificial that, like, the actual environment itself isn't actually coherent to sustaining yeah. their life. Yeah, because you don't... I mean... I mean, you, you think about, like, just breathing in. Yeah. You've got a whole lot of... Cult, uh, not cultures. You've got a whole lot of bacteria and, you know, viruses and this and that and the other that you breathe in every second of every day. Mm. And then you put them in a confined space like this where there's absolutely no other life yeah god knows what they're breathing in yeah (laughs) or what they're not breathing and it's so plastic that maybe it doesn't have enough actual realness to it to sustain them yeah but anyway that was my little question for you yeah (laughs) um just a combination of all of it really yeah uh john Gemma. (laughs) i could put john uh Gemma says uh she Mm, she should have let Tom kill it when it was still young. Mm. So we get confirmation that she's no longer trying to, like, attach to it at all. And she's admitted that she's pretty scared of it, too. Yeah. She's like, just I... still going through the motions, though, still making breakfast for this, what, 25-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many days it's been. I know. Because, yeah, they, they don't do been. the... They don't do the height chart anymore, yeah. so I don't know. Um, Tom is 
too weak to bathe himself and we see that he's like like you said completely yeah. covered in bruises now which i just assume is yeah from the digging i don't yeah. think that was the boy and it definitely wasn't Gemma. she's not really violent at all no not until at the very end where she's just had enough yeah. <laughs> it's quite nice to see like their relationship kind of you know you see them together again yeah because because we had them together at the beginning and yeah. then they start to split apart and now they're united again yeah which is really great uh, the boy leaves and Gemma tries to follow. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is not the first time this yes. has happened either because he turns to her and says, you like this game, don't you? Creepy. <laughs> yes. So clearly she's tried this before and has failed yeah. to find out where he's going. Um, yeah. She follows but fails to navigate the streets and eventually loses him. Yeah, and he just, like, pops up all over the place. Yeah, like, she'll be running down a street, and then you'll see him walking behind her. Exactly. And you're like, what? That's why I'm, like, reality bending, surely. Yes. Come on. Um, Tom goes back to digging. I'm surprised he has enough energy to keep going at this point, to be honest. Uh, Gemma sits on the sidewalk as the sun sets. She's somewhere in the neighborhood, but she's not home yet. Uh, Tom finds something in the dirt. He actually found something. It's a bag. It's a body bag. Oh. Did you did you not pick oh, up on I that? Oh, I thought it was like, you know, like a head or something. I just didn't see it. That's what I was expecting I as well. And then and you hear like, the, yeah. like the, uh, what do they call it? Like a tarp. Yeah. And it's that sort of plasticky yeah. material. And he sort of lifts up a tiny bit. And it, yeah, it's a body bag. It is a head. Yeah. It's just shrink wrapped oh in gosh. a body bag. Does so, everyone dig a hole? Because he just like made, maybe that's why the hole stays because he's just done the job for them. Like now they don't have to. They don't have to worry about dig it. Dig a hole themselves because it's just there. They could just throw the body out. Yeah, much Which easier to fill in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this? Oh yes. Um, she Gemma gets lost in the neighborhood. She actually can't find her way back to number nine. Mm. Which is, I'm like, is this the house now rejecting them? Because it gets foggy too, and that's kind of like the first time where you kind of see an element of a different weather that's mm. not just like sun or dark <laughs> yes and it, you know first they couldn't get away from the house and now they can't mm. find their way back to it yes so it's like you know we can clearly see that the boy has reached the age where he doesn't need them anymore he's been raised he's been raised and now you know they're not yeah. needed anymore so you don't need to go back to number nine we're not going to leave the lights on or the door open yeah um Gemma does eventually find her way back and finds Tom lying on the sidewalk. Um, she tries to take him inside, and the door is locked. The boy sits inside and ignores them. Mm-hmm. She's like, let us in, and he just continues watching his weird-ass TV. Yes. Ugh. Who even knew that door could lock? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing's just always open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they sleep in the car. Uh, Gemma goes back to the house and begs for the boy to help because Tom is dying, basically. Um, And the boy just says, maybe it's time he was released. Yes. And this is where you get the meaning of the phrase on the box when they first had the baby, which was, what was it? Raise raise it and you'll be released or something like that? Yeah. And he was like, oh, they don't mean let you go. (laughs) No, 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 no. You serve your purpose? Yeah, it just means we'll gonna put you in a hole (laughs) (laughs) release you from this day-to-day version (laughs) yes uh Gemma sits with Tom on the sidewalk um Gemma lights his cigarette for him Mm -hmm. his last couple of butts and I love this little question he asks do you remember the wind 
Oh. Do you remember what it feels like? And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, there's no wind. <laughs> Not even that. Oh, it's it would yeah. They reminisce. They reminisce about how they met. It's all very sweet. It it's very, very cute. cute. You know. You know, I met you at a bar, and you said this funny thing, and then <laughs> next thing I know, I'm having like eggs in your apartment for breakfast, and. And they felt like I was home. <laughs> yes. They both tear up, and then Tom turns to me and says, I'm home right now. Yeah. Just by being with her. And then he dies. So sad. This is how Tom dies. He just says, basically says, I love you in his, mm. in his way, and then dies. How was that for you? <laughs> I was really upset. I was really sad too. I was like, but no, they have to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still have that sense of hope. Yeah. That t- did then, you have that tiny bit yeah, where you're like, and oh, then he died out. and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, that night, the boy returns and gives Gemma a box. You know, the one that usually has like their supplies or that yeah. the boy originally arrived in. She opens it up, and inside is a body bag. Yes. And she just breaks down crying. Yes. She can't. And the boy spends about half a second, it looks like he sympathizes with her. It's like half a glance when Mm -hmm. he looks at her, and it almost looks like sympathy. And then I was like, is it actual sympathy? Or is it... Is it him mimicking the behavior of sympathy to make sure he knows how to do it i feel like a little bit of a mimic i don't think there was any no nothing nothing i mean he just walked away yeah with the release thing i think it was more like why are you surprised like this is just (laughs) yeah this is life what are you talking about this is what we do um the boy wraps tom in the body bag uh which then vacuum seals which i think is one of the worst parts of it it's like it's like the food it's vacuum sealed, it's yeah. synthetic, it's fake. It it takes away any kind of life, even in Tom's death. Yeah. It's like, nope, we're just going to shrink, shrink wrap it, chuck it in a hole. Yeah. In Tom's hole. In Tom's hole, Where yep. he spent the last however many days... Digging yeah. to try and get out. So, yep, yeah, he, he, the boy takes Tom in his bag, drags it over to the hole, and then just unceremoniously chucks it in. Uh, Gemma's... That cries over the hole, understandably, and then sleeps in the car and waits for the boy to leave the next morning. She sneaks up behind him and strikes him with a pickaxe. Yes. I'm actually surprised that she managed to hit him just because of how unnatural that uh, yeah. thing is. Yeah, I was expecting her, like, you know, catching it or something, like, excellent yeah. reflexes or, like... Yeah, but he, uh, she, like, nicks him on the side of the face yeah. and he hisses at her and then scuttles I put skitters was the word I used because I felt that was the best you know it's spider like it's like it was oh it was so awful it skitters away from her and hisses and you're like oh her it just uh, it was such a creepy movement before it was quick yes so so quick and this is basically where the movie just goes insane. Yeah. For the last 10 minutes of this movie, it just goes utter yeah. insanity. Because it's, yeah, he, uh, he gets um, he gets hit with a pickaxe, he skitters away, he lifts up the curbside and slides in. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what? But now you know what Tom heard. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> what was your reaction to this, like... <laughs> the first time I watched this and I saw that, I was just like, because the whole movie's been like about the monotony of day to day 
And then suddenly at the end, it's just like, hey, watch this. And I was yes. like, what? I, I think, yeah, my reaction was like, what? <laughs> and then, yeah, she follows him. Yeah, he, 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 he pulls it up. Jemmy uses the pickaxe to hold it open, mm. which is very clever, mm-hmm. and then slides in to follow. Um, inside, it's all sort of weird angles and strange lighting, all slightly different colours. It's like parts of different houses have sort of been mishmashed together. Yeah. It's like the extra bits they haven't, you know, formed properly yet. Yeah. Uh, Gemma follows as best she could um, and lands in another house bathed in red where there's another boy in there and in the in the kitchen there's just a woman crying. Yes. Another and this, person. Yes, another person. <laughs> and she goes to talk to her and she sinks through the floor. Yeah. It's like it's like watching I don't know, how would you describe it? It's like standing in putty or something like that. She just slowly sinks into the kitchen floor. Yeah. And it's it's really, and really she... weird. And then she lands in a green uh now all the lighting's green. Where there's just a couple going at it in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> while a teenage version of a different boy is standing at the bedroom door applauding them. Yeah. Which I really hated. It was real creepy. He's he just like, mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's how you do it. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate this. Uh, she's then sucked through the wall mm-hmm. and now everything's blue. I think the colour changing in lights is just to let you know that this is like a different reality or dimension or something like yeah. that. Or a different level of the spaceship. I don't know. I don't know. It's de- it's definitely alien. It's got to be alien. It feels alien. Because it's such funny angles, too. Like, it's not like it's just a house, but it's like a house with diagonal walls. Yeah. Or just, like, tiny little narrow spaces. Mm. It's just... Uh, yeah, she lands in a blue world in a bathroom. Um, there's a man who's killed himself in the bathtub. He slit his wrists. Um, she falls back from the fright because she has to open the shower curtain to see this. Mm. She falls back, trips over the stairs, and lands back at her house at number nine. At yes. the bottom of the stairs. These transitions, so cool. They looked so good. Just the, the sinking through the floor, getting sucked through the wall, the tripping, falling down the stairs, and then somehow teleporting to the stairs of number nine. Very so cool. Under the house, to the top level of the house. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's <laughs> really, really, really well done. And yeah, this is my question with, um, is this different realities or different levels of the spaceship? Is this different times like we just don't know yeah there's no way to tell no but it gives a good indication that you know it's not just a one-time occasion it's kind of something that happens and yeah just other people have been through continues to happen and it's sort of ironically seeing these other people makes it feel more hopeless Mm. because it's like they know how to do this and they've done it a lot yeah, and other people have given up. Other people have given up. Tom, uh, I don't think she ever saw the body in that hole. Mm. But Tom did. So he, or he before he died, that's n- true. knew yeah. that other people failed. Maybe that sort of... Maybe that added to why he died as well. Yeah. The hopelessness of seeing that body and just realising there's no way out. Yeah, because you don't see him share that with Gemma. No. So you don't even know if she knows. And then that's his... That's his cue, and his body just goes, okay, there's no way out. That's it. We're calling yeah. it quits. And he dies. I, maybe. That's, yeah. that's my thoughts on it. You or know, maybe... your, body, your, your mind is very powerful and yeah. very in control of your body. Yeah. So. Or maybe it's that he's seen the body, so he knows, and now they know that he knows, and so they're like, okay, 
kill Let's get one. rid of him faster. Oh, oh yeah, and by do. like you know not giving him food or or whatever. No medicine. Mm. No healthcare. She she limps outside, having hurt her ankle during the fall, and collapses on the footpath, basically giving up. Um, she just screams out, "What am I? What is this? What is this?" What am I in this? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, what am I in this? What is this? Which is such a question. <laughs> yes, that is the question we are all asking, Gemma, and boy, I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> um, we then see a quick shot of someone painting over the, uh, the height chart they had in the kitchen. You are a mother, someone who prepares her son for the world. The boy is readying the house, cleaning up evidence of Tom himself. Mm. And Gemma. What does a mother do then? She asks. Uh, she dies. You go to sleep now and have a nice dream. Because she taught him about dreams. Yes. We see Je- we, This is then when we see Gemma again for the first time. Because um, we sort of get a mini montage of the boy mm. cleaning up the house. You know. Getting rid of the lines on the wall. Um, I think he like cleans the windows or something like that as well. Just minor house cleaning things, getting it ready, getting it show home ready. Yes. <laughs> to be the perfect forever home. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we, we eventually see Gemma and she's lying in one of, the bo- one of those body bags, too weak to move. Um, and she says, all we wanted was a home. And he says, silly mother, you are home. <laughs> uh, she mumbles something and... Um, as he starts to zip the bag close, closed, so he opens it again to like, you know, I'm oh, sorry, what was that? And she says, I said, I am not your fucking mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this, like, even in death, she's yes. like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> she dies. Yeah. Uh, he zips the bag shut, drags her down the stairs, puts her with Tom, uh, and begins filling up the hole. Uh, Pretty we... brutally in the hole as well. Yeah, she like, like it looks like she smacks her head yeah. against the ladder or something like that as well. Yeah, it's literally no care at all. Not at all. It's just, just oh, it's got to go in the hole. It goes in the hole then. And even like Jack put taking the bag down the stairs, and each time her head hits the next step, and you're like, <laughs> bang, oh yeah, bang, yeah, when bang, he, when bang, he's dragging bang. her dragging her down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. It's just thump, 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 yeah. thump, thump, as her head hits every step on the way down. Yeah. No care, nothing. Yeah, you think you could have done it the other way, you know, like hold the bag where her head is and let her feet hit the stairs. But no, no, no. <laughs> There's, yeah, easier to grab the feet. Yeah. So. <laughs> we, we cut to when he's finished filling up the hole. Uh, as he steps aside, the grass regrows over mm. the dirt. So we know yeah. it could have fixed itself. Yeah. But it didn't. Yeah. And I think I... I it was only in writing these notes that I thought that that's the reason the hole didn't fill itself was to keep Tom busy. Yeah. I only think that after I, I didn't think that on the first time. I didn't know why it didn't fix itself. But on making the notes, I'm convinced now that's why it didn't fix itself. I think so too. I think it was to give Tom some sort of purpose, some sort of like job. So if he um, wasn't going to raise the boy, it would at least keep him occupied. Yes. And, you know, in that book, it kind of shows that you need a mother and a father and mm. a child. So it's like he had his role there, but his kind of, you know, fathers generally, their roles aren't quite as into the caregiving right. stereotypically mm. as like the mother would be. 
So I think he's like, yep, let's keep him busy. We'll do this labor. Just let him have his hole. Yeah. It'll be fine. And we'll need a hole anyway, so we'll just yeah. let him go. Literally digging your own grave. Yes, and like spending, if it is what made him sick as well, like he's spending all of his time, all of his energy digging this hole mm-hmm. that ultimately kills him. Yes, <laughs> yes. How depressing Which is that? so dark. <laughs> um, the boy gets in the car. Uh, he puts gas in the car, uh, mm-hmm. gets inside and drives off. Um, straight out of there too <laughs> straight out of there and the song he's listening to is the same song that they danced to yeah. during the night uh, and I put that's very macabre that's <laughs> very upsetting yes <laughs> I just murdered my I just watched my parents die and then la 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 oh this is the song we danced yeah. to <laughs> um, we arrive at the estate agents where Martin the original estate agent is dying mm. um He's just sort of lying in his chair. He's all grayed and wrinkled now. Uh, Martin gives his name tag to the boy and dies. Mm-hmm. So now the boy is Martin. Yes. Um, the boy takes a body bag, body bag out of the filing cabinet, uh, puts Martin in it. He adds a receipt or something to the top yes. of it as well. And I really, really, really <laughs> want to know what this is. What is this tiny slip of paper he staples to the top of the body I bag? I I'm so curious about it. Yeah. I don't need to know what these creatures are. I don't need to know where they're from. But I do want to know what that receipt is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he then folds up the body. Like, with such ease as well. Like and you was... can hear it cracking. Uh, he think... folds up the legs like, like rolling a sleeping bag. Yes. And it's like... But so much <laughs> smoother than the sleeping bag. It's so crunchy. Yeah. And he picks it up with such ease, like there's nothing in it. Yeah, and just pops it in the filing cabinet. Yeah. You know, oh, we'll file that under. Martin number, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, folds him into the... And then sits down at the desk. And the final shot is of the boy sat looking out at the shop as a new couple arrives. Mm-hmm. He stands. And that's the last thing we see. Yes. And it continues. And you can just imagine that the cycle just continues. So that brings us to the end of our movie, Vivarium 2019. Mm. So, Laura, tell me what you thought of this movie, just in general. Like, the scripts, the, the scripts, the script, the acting, the the tone, the style. Give me your overalls for this movie. I think it was shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole time you're watching it, you're like, this is a really horrible place. But it looks... Everything's so symmetrical and like all the cinematography. I was like, that's so good. Mm. Um, I like the two characters. <laughs> Our two characters. Our two characters. I didn't like the kid. But Tom and Gemma, you know, they the actors were really strong. The characters were strong. Definitely. And I think they brought a lot to it. I think it's the kind of film that where I saw it, I was like spending the whole time going, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. something has to happen. It really is. And, like, it and nothing seems, does. It seems like really. such a cliche to say it's an edge of your seat kind of movie. Yeah. But it is because of its monotony. Yes. And so you're waiting for something to break it. And then you're kind of like, well, actually, that's the point. The mm-hmm. fact that it is just so... Monotonous. Yes. But at the same time, it, it never... I don't know about you, but I was never bored during no. this film either. Despite how, like, every day is the same. You get up, you deal with a screaming child, you feed it breakfast, you go dig a hole, you <laughs> go to bed, you do the same the next morning. I was never bored yeah. watching this. Because it looks so nice. It does. Yeah, it's, it's shot like, so well. Yeah. So beautifully. 
Uh, so what would your overall personal rating be for this movie? Uh, from one being awful and ten being amazing, <laughs> what would you uh, rate this for yourself? I think when I first watched it, it was like maybe like a four or a five. Oh, yeah. And then after I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, actually, it's saying quite a lot on all these different things. <laughs> and actually, like when you reflect on it, you're like, hmm, it's a good conversation. You know, it's telling you about this and it's talking about like the housing crisis and like the lack of choice and being forced into these futures that you don't want. And mm. And all the different like we're sort of being subjugated into the expectations of yeah. like you know um, you know white picket fence yeah life and all of like I just think there were lots of parallels in terms of you know the house and it's the house the dream that you should have and everything should be you know superficial and like capitalism and everything's mm. artificial and like you know this is the stuff that you should want you should want to be a parent to a child in this lovely like suburbia house yes doing you know spending your time doing manual work or housework or like whatever and raising a child yes and it all comes back to that and i just think with all of the comments it was kind of making um not maybe not explicitly but mm. there's lots of in the parallels background. you could make i think my rating went up to maybe like a seven. Oh, yeah that's not bad yeah seven's pretty good yeah i had the same reaction as well like you, you're watching you're like oh, that was a weird fucking movie and then you sit there and you think <laughs> about it for a while and you're like hmm <laughs> Wow, that was actually a lot deeper than it seems. Yes. <laughs> and the more you think about it, you're like, oh, God, the more you think about it, the more fucked up this movie is. <laughs> and I think the more layers it has, like, the more different things you can, like, go, well, actually, it's talking about that, too. And yeah. talking about that. And it's talking about that. This is a good 7.58 <laughs> for me. Like, yeah. I just love how unsettling this monotony is. And it, I just really enjoy it. Yeah. And I really enjoy the... I was having this conversation about whether you need to know things in a horror movie or not mm. know things in a horror movie. And I don't know what the line is for me between yeah. being frustrated that I don't know anything and loving that I don't know anything. Yeah. This movie, I love that I didn't know anything <laughs> about what this thing was, what its end goal was, yeah. and what it was doing. So part of me thinks like that was that's the point, right? And it's like maybe there is no point, and it's just this, this thing is, is it... like come into society or whatever. Yeah. And it's like okay, so this is how it works: people raise children, they go to work, then they die. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's <that's> so depressing. <laughs> that's kind of like what they've seen. So I kind of think like this this whole movie of it being like okay, so we we raise the child, mm -hmm. the child takes the position as like the real estate person or whatever, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then gets replaced, and like, the cycle continues, and it's like it's, is oh, that how yes. like our world looks to, would look to an outsider? True. And, uh, that, and so I was thinking about that, going, Ooh. oh, that's so dark. maybe there is no point. Maybe it's because I was like. Does it need like life force? Is that why they die? Because it's kind of like sucking the energy out of them, or is it just no life? This <laughs> it's, it's just, that's really interesting. Like alien invasion, or not really an invasion, just trying to like um, appropriate yeah. to humanity, and them looking at us and going, "Okay, so this is what life is. You, there's a man and a woman. They have a child. He works. She looks after child. They die. Child replaces them. Yeah. Okay." Let's and do that then. And these like narrow confines as well, right? So it's like, I think if you look at general society and like what people say should, was normal or the stuff that you should be doing, mm. it is that picket fence type thing, and it is working nine to five or the like whatever. Family nonsense <laughs> exactly. And all that. Yeah. And, and there's no choice in a way, or it's kind of like 
if you make a choice that goes against those then you're kind of like pushed outside of those norms and you're like going oh you don't want to have children what's wrong with you yeah exactly i've yeah i've seen a lot of that like oh you don't want to get married or or you don't want children oh what's wrong with you you're like but we're surely we're past that now aren't we we've got so many people on the planet if we all had 2.5 2.5 kids like there'd be no planet left yeah <laughs> and not to get like overly political with it but i think you know in terms of like forced parenthood in terms mm-hmm. of like what's happening in the reproductive right space mm. um i just it's such a parallel there as well to be like here you go here's a child now you must your life must become dedicated to raising this child mm. you are you are nothing but mother and yes. father now you have no choice this is just you... your role as this yeah Oh, and that's then, and so then awful. <laughs> and then you die. That's what I like because I was like, it's, it's so dark. <laughs> it's, and the more you think about it, the darker yeah. it gets. God, you've opened new layers for this for me, and I'm just so depressed now. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, it's the kind of thing that you just, there's new layers each time, and, and I think that's what makes it interesting, mm. is because each time you think about it, you go, oh, actually, I didn't think about that before. And then it opens up a new door and then a new layer to this movie. Yeah, and then you just go, oh, that's even more depressing. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, because it's got such a bright veneer... Yes! This film is, like, glazed in bright colours. It's all sunshine. It's all... It's sunshine every day, all day. Blue skies. The houses are fucking toxic waste green. (laughs) Like... The grass is, like, bright green. Yeah. It's... Oh, yeah. Putting that veneer of happiness... Yeah. And then the more layers you shave off, the darker it gets. Yeah. Is such a beautiful way to manifest a horror film, I think. Yeah. I think going back to the bird at the beginning, you know, it's like, you know, life is just like that sometimes. Nature just, you know. Yes, doesn't Gemma, Gemma says that? Yeah. And doesn't like, she? And then you're like, oh, okay. So that's kind of like that parallel to, to that there. You don't necessarily see so much nature, mm. but it's kind of like, this is just how humans act. <laughs> this is <laughs> just, just what the world is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, and this. Oh god. Oh, I'm having an existential crisis now. Um, I think her question at the end, like, what am I in this? It's like. Oh god, no, don't go there. Don't go. Don't sit there and self analyze yourself in this. <laughs> but I think that's a question that people do ask themselves. Like, not, you know, not in Gemma's context, but it is like, what am I? Am I I'm a mother? Am I a friend? I'm a child? I'm a sister? I, you know, all mm. these different things what am I in this <laughs> and there's so many different ways to answer that oh and so God. many different expectations on how you should answer that and I just go oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> this movie is so much more disturbing um, it's so it's psychologically disturbing I think and it just gets it's, it's got it a, gets worse the more you think yeah, about it it's got a legacy to it yeah I think in like 10-20 years this is going to be like a cult film Yeah, people will bring it up as like Oh, did you ever watch that weird movie that came out in blah 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 in 2019? You know, and people are like, no, what? And it's like, watch this, and the people are like, oh my god, this is fucked up. I really hope there's like cult like quotes that come from it, and people are just like, oh no, I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, no strawberries, I'm driving. Yeah. Um, all right, we like we like to give credit where credit's due in this show. So, is there a particular character or actor you'd like to give props to? Someone who really stood out in this film for you? I think Gemma did stand out because of the different way she kind of went from, you know, the motherhood role to mm-hmm. the, you know, person trapped in a house kind of role. Yes. You know, like, so you see her as a person, but then you see her, like, in that mother role and jumping between the two. And, and having both, like, 
extreme strength and yeah. weakness at the same time. Yeah. Really great for that character. I yeah, and I think, you know, she kind of... Yeah, she she did a really good job at being like... I think with those big questions that we ask yeah. and kind of personifying that as well. Yes. Um, and, you know, going into those forced roles, mm. but also having enough of herself to be like, no, I'm not your mother. Yes. <laughs> and kind of having those moments of being like, no, 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 my life is still here. My identity is still here. Yes. And I am, of, I am yeah. a human being. I am not your mother. Yes. And kind of, <laughs> you know, you see a little bit in their relationship with Tom and as it goes from like, you know, the strength at the beginning to like the distance in the middle and then coming back to it at the end and being like, my purpose is or like my person is with this person home with this person yes um, my home is you yeah yeah that's really sweet yeah. yeah I thought both of them were amazing characters but I, I just I had to give credit to I apologise for pronunciation uh, Ina Hardwick Ina Hardwick who played the older version of the boy oh yeah I just found him so fucking creepy he was so creepy I didn't even say that much. No. Like how he held himself, so creepy. He had like five or six lines. Yeah. But the little, like my dog does, like the little tilt, <laughs> the little tilts in his head when he's trying to figure something out. Yeah. The vacant staring into the distance, the casual way he says, like, "Oh, silly mother, you are home." Yes. You know, it just made he's me so, so uncomfortable. Did we see him smile at the end, like when the other new couple comes in, or does he just stand up? No, I, I think remember. we get the sh- same shot we got at the beginning of so the film the from of behind head. the estate agent, yeah. just looking at this couple coming in. Because I just imagine being the couple, like, coming face to face with him. Because, mm. you know, first Martin, creepy, but, you know, didn't have that same air about him that new Martin has. Maybe it's only because we know the history of yeah, new Martin. Yeah, maybe, that's true. Because old Martin could have gone through exactly the same thing and yeah. we'd never know because they, they're they mimics. Yeah. They just copy. Gosh. Oh. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> I think that concludes Vivarium 2019. Thank you so much for joining me, Laura. I hope you had a good time. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And as always, you know, watch the movie and then come and listen to us. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite. <laughs>